0: the hustle shouldn't turn into a hassle so it's like mm. if you're hassling to get it done you're not hustling like a hustle is is the fact that you have found something that you are so brilliant at that when you snap your fingers and want to put it out there, it is so aligned, like try and focus on an aligned hustle because I'm hustling all the time. But that's me standing in my my hustle is real. Like it, it is something that is innate to me now because I know myself so well. And and it's tiresome to see people calling hassle their hustle. When you know it's broken on the other end, whether it's breaking on the inside, cause the health management has gone to shit for whatever it is you're trying to attract business wise or career wise. And then there's the, the also the hassle that shows up when the clients aren't responding a certain way is because you're not standing in like the aligned energy to truly share what your hustle is.
1: that you can use to put yourself first and be it till you see it. It's a practice, not a perfect. Let's get started. Hello, you. Thank you for being here. I'm so excited for you to listen to this uh, interview with my friend. I'm going to call her my friend, Corrine. She is a coach of mine as well. Um, and she is. Well, you're going to hear, you're going to hear. She has a soothing voice. She has this incredible way of looking at things. She doesn't, um, she doesn't just like do anything without pausing and asking a question. And in the best way, um, she shares such a great, um, such great tips, multiple tips and multiple ways that you can connect more to who you are. And really figure out where you're wanting to go. Um, and she is literally the person that changed the trajectory of what Brad and I were going through when twenty twenty started. In fact, oh my gosh, y'all it's a little story about this. So she and I were introduced by a mutual friend. She got on an hour long conversation with me, which was like, fucking just how generous and abundant she is. And then she did a call with my husband. And I was like, yeah, I want us to work with her. She is our like missing link to where we want to go and where we want to grow. And we were like, yeah, jazzed about it. We had breakfast on my birthday of 2020. And so amazing breakfast, like wouldn't have happened if I hadn't forgotten that I had to teach someone. <laughs> I totally did forget and I was totally at breakfast with her. And then. Ran into a friend, uh, my friend's new fiance. He's like, look, I got engaged yesterday. It was this crazy morning, right? And then not an hour later, we get the news that Kobe Bryant had died. And then like, you know, that was an interest. I was like, what an interesting way to start the year. And you'll hear Kareem talk about how she believes like New Year's is like her birthday. I always have treated my birthday as like my New Year's. I'm like, well, we're just not going to see any of this. Is like, this is like what a weird sign. Like I had a, a birthday with a woman I truly believe is going to change the trajectory of where I'm going to help me make like really help me be step into what I, my power is. And then all this like it happens and then two months later we you know the pandemic so <laughs> um but we got to brad and i got to still um find time and ways to work with her and the the questions she had us ask ourselves and the tools she gave us are literally why i live in this house that i live in and the reason and how um this podcast is even here and how brad and i work together and how we get um opc um, into your bodies and all this stuff. So I'm so grateful for her enough about how much I love her. Let me just tell you why you're going to love her. So in this interview, you're going to hear like uh, just epic tips and questions you could be asking yourself right now. And so if you are on a run or you're out, um, doing errands, just save this episode and re-listen to it. I still want you to listen to it now because I do think that some things are going to get your mind going, but no, thank goodness it's a podcast, you can re-listen and also make sure you check out at the end, um, she has a, an awesome tip you can do right now, but also a great resource link for you with um, all of her resources, which I promise you will dive into and fall in love with. Um, so Corrine is, well, she is just an incredible, um, light and she is also um, she's also an amazing strategical coach. So there are some words that I promise you I will learn on this podcast as you listen to me. Um, I want you to see her entire sh- uh, bio in the show notes because I promise you'll be like, whoa, what a badass. And she truly is. She's also the host of Your Badass Journey podcast, which I listen to every single week. Um, if you follow me on Instagram, you know I shared a lot because there's always a takeaway that I get out of it. And she really helps, uh, she really loves helping people align their core values and help them thrive. And you will so see this in this. You all, she has been the CEO of Revampologist that she is. That's her business. And she has been in 17 years of being entrepreneurial. There's so many things. If you're not an entrepreneur, this is still a podcast for you because I promise you the questions she asks asks herself every year um, when she's um, reflecting and everything are things you should be asking yourself no matter if you work for someone or you work for yourself. So without further ado, I could just keep going on and on, but I just want you to hear her words and hear her tips about life and um, what you should be doing right now. And I can't wait to hear your takeaways. So uh, we'll be here with interview in just a quick second. As you know, you cannot fit you in around everything else. Instead, I have my students schedule their life around their Pilates. I want to give you a free 30 minute Pilates workout. Go to Online Pilates slash Be It Pod. Again, Online Pilates slash B E I T P O D. And let me help you make time for you. At OPC, our 30 minute workouts help you do life better. All right, everyone. Ah, OK. I just, I'm going to. I'm definitely gonna fangirl and also, like probably talk a little more nervously because this woman is one of my dear friends, but also a woman that, like I she inspires me each and every week on her podcast, Your Badass Journey. And she has helped my husband and I in our business in so many ways. But she's also just an amazing friend. And I'm beyond <laughs> grateful and so excited to bring her to you. Her name is Green Walsh. and um I met her through another friend. So this is the power of networking. Um, one of my dear friends was like, Oh, you know who you need in your life? You need Kareem. You just need Kareem. I don't even know what time of the evening she texted you. But all of a sudden, there was a group text back and forth. We were on the West Coast you're on the East Coast. And then within two days, I had an hour-long conversation with you. And I was like, Brad, we have to hire this woman. And the way that fate works out is exactly the way it's supposed to. And we got to have an amazing weekend with you. You're such an incredible... Um, helper of all people, like, but you specifically really do help people strategize and, and really make sure that their business is working for them. But we have so many things we could talk about. So Kareem, yeah. thank you for being here. Oh, Leslie, hanging out with
0: you is always a highlight for me. And what I love the most is when we can, like, Marco Polo each other, energetic, like, hey, I thought of you. This is something that you need to, you know, just th- like hug on. Or, I mean, we were all our dog pics, the whole thing. But thank you so <laughs> much for having me on your show. Congratulations for launching your podcast.
1: I'm super excited to be able to serve your audience today. Oh yeah, I have no doubts that you will. I mean, but you're right. I love our Marcos and we you have a dog named Kaya. I have a dog named Gaia. They're two peas in a pod. They haven't met, but they're, they're <laughs> spazzing out in energy across the US right now. The <laughs>
0: bi coastal yeah. doggy energy happening. I love them. They're so great.
1: Absolutely. They're awkward ways of being on a couch. It's just like it's like, were they born by the same per- the same <laughs> mom dog? Because it's like, how did you think that would get you on the couch? Anyways, if you're a dog lover out there, you totally understand. So, um, Corrine, you know, we met because, um, of what you do with businesses and, um, and it's, if people who don't know, like Brad and I used to do different roles in the business. I was called the CEO. I was like the, like everyone went through me and I'm like, I hate this. This is terrible. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not happy in my business. And, and just by you giving me and Brad and I permission to shift our roles and actually step into that in a different way, it's beyond, it's been crazy helpful and insightful. And I just wonder, like, can you, can you check? Cause I think there's a lot of people out there who are happy. Like they, they, they are doing what they want to do, but they're not happy in that. And what is that shift of a, uh, of the role mindset?
0: Yeah so I think what happens when we bark embark into like entrepreneurial ventures right like or or thinking we want to start our own hustle or even in our own career life we um either feel like we have to do it all because there's no one else because it's our idea and and we think that there's a way that if we don't do it it's not going to happen the way we want to do it um, and I think that, that we forget to pause and ask ourselves, is this actually what I want to be doing? Am I, am I in my zone of genius? Am I at the highest level of fulfillment in it? And, um, or do I want to grow into what's next? Like I, I, I think that was part of what was happening when I started working with you and Brad was you had a amazing platform you had built. There has been amazing brand building that has occurred. You're constantly on. Both of you are constantly on. And it's amazing energy. Like that's what I feed off of when I hang out with you both. It's like, where do these two get it from? It's like nonstop. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then when what we realized when there was dissatisfaction or the undertone of, yeah, I can do it all, but it's kind of like draining me. Or I'm feeling that when I do these things, these specific things of how I plan my day and do my day, because I think I have to do it for my business, I'm actually not feeling energized about it. I don't want to show up in it all. And then I'm frustrated. I'm showing up in an energy that is not me. Well, when that happens, it's really good to just pause and reflect on where are you spending your time? Does it fill you up? And do you actually want to continue doing that? Then there's the guy with the lens of me as a coach, someone who has worked in so many different businesses, helped so many other companies scale, my own business included, and like how I self manage to just give you the lens of what is needed in the business that you're in. What are the roles that are required? So you almost like take yourself out of it. And if you were to look at it from the outside in, what are the roles required to actually optimize the business that I'm running? and then to ask yourself what's the role I want to play in it and then can I go and list the help for everything else. And what was beautiful about working with you and Brad is that you both have you're both creators, you both are genius at like coming up with solutions, coming up with new ways to connect with people, different methods of of connection through Pilates. Like both of you have very creative ways of showing up in life. But then you also have your own internal interests that are very different into what fuels you. So like Brad, for example, is very operational and he, he can like see it and execute against it. Um, and then for you, you're like, you see it, you want to design it, but you're like, anyone else can execute. I'd be happy with that. I just want to, I just want to be able to talk about it, share it, connect with others and like be in the moment of this experience that we're creating. And when we identified that in our time together, it was like, oh, aha, one of you has the product creation mode of like, this is our brand. This is what we're about. These are the partners we want to work with. This is how we want to do it. And the other one is like, I will run execution of all of that. But we can together be creative. But now you had clear separation of role. And both are needed in your business. The other difference too is, Leslie, you started your business on your own. Um, And Brad had a whole different career. And when you decided to come together as partners, and why I bring this up is that when you enlist in the help of others coming into your business with you to help you scale, you really want to be clear on that role that they play. And when you two initially had started together, there were a lot of assumptions, underlining assumptions on how you each needed to show up. And it wasn't until we created the dialogue for me to facilitate between, you know, the three of us to say, well, what, this is what's needed in the business. If we look from the outside in, what role do you want to play? And, and asking that question, I think was super critical for you both to have clarity and express it to each other. And this goes for any type of partnership in business. And I personally see all team building in a company as partnership because it's a choice to be there and so whether or not they report into you or it's lateral whatever from a leadership standpoint you're all partners in it to to scale your business
1: um it's it's so fun to like kind of go back to the journey and i hope that it, it, even if you don't know who Brad and I are you just dropped in this is your first time hearing it's like it's important because you know from the outside it might look like everything is just like going on all cylinders and it's perfect but like Really, that's good good work that we did, but we definitely had tons of assumptions. And also when you start to work, when you start to partner up anytime, um, I think a lot of people do it with friendships or they do it with like another coworker and they decide to go out on their own and most people skip that conversation because no one tells you to have it. Like you didn't see it happen in the business that you were in or with other people. And then if you are married to the person, it's also very fascinating because it's like, (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to be your boss. (laughs) Not Um,
0: only that, it can, it can bleed into the relationship, you know, like Jeff and I, my husband and I, we tried to launch a business a few years back and this is like that startup game where we were, we were launching an app and he was the the product creation of it and I was the backend operations of it. And yes, that, that is our zone um, of genius, but the way it started to affect our relationship was not good. So at, <laughs> after going through that exercise of launching that company and, and um, and launching the app, etc, we actually identified it is not healthy for our personal relationship to actually be in business together. We can support each other and advise each other, but partners in business, not a fit. So not everyone has that you know ability to have really strong personal relationship and also be in business together. But I love that about you, too.
1: Yeah, I um, I I definitely think we are meant to do something together, and I think that he and I will probably always have multiple different projects going on. But I wanted to go back because you talked about self managing, and you asked, Mm -hmm. like, you you put out some questions that we should ask ourselves. And first, I want to go back over those questions, um, and maybe a little bit about how you came into these questions, because I think when someone hears it, it's like, oh yeah, I should ask myself, like, do I want to grow into this, like and when you hear them it's like duh why am i not asking myself this but like also how do we even, no one told us you should ask I, mean, I was never trained like at, check nope. in with yourself how are you doing right now <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah most
0: of our work life right like if you think about initial work life um it starts with doing a job for someone else it's very rare um, occurrence from a young age that you're taught to be a, like create something and go sell it. Now it's a little bit easier and more available. I'd say to younger generations because of the digital platforms we live in. However, most work ethics and like how we show up in a working life is because someone else hired us to do a job that they outlined for us to do. When you're conformed under that energy, you don't question. <laughs> you don't ever question or pause is this a fit like does this, is this what i like unless you are evolving personally to realize that what you truly desire matters and like you said from my podcast it's all about aligning what you love with what you do like that's what I, i'd love to share all these guests on their badass journey and like showing the fact that what you once might have learned or were conformed to do in order to earn something doesn't necessarily mean it has to fit on top of you for the rest of your life. So there's a power in that pause. Right there's a power in evaluating, and I generally would start the evaluation process. It generally happens around my birthday. Like it's it's more as opposed to like New Year's Eve. I consider like my birthday, my New Year's Eve, like because the whole new year is starting. And I used to do this self evaluation for my career life. It's why I had a very aggressive growing career life was because I would always pause and say, "Is who I've become in this past year and where I've been spending my time." have i outgrown anything so that's something to ask yourself it's like do is there something i've been doing that i've just outgrown like it doesn't fill me up to do it anymore i've mastered it and i'm i'm seeking something else have i outgrown it because when you ask that question you're giving yourself an opportunity to realize, Oh, cool. I've mastered that, but I don't want to do it anymore. So now it's time for a growth spurt. Like what else do I, and then that's the second question. What would I like to be learning next? Or where would I like to be taking my expertise next in order to evolve? Like, what do I want to step into? And so then you're asking yourself that question, which then leads to the next question. It's just like, well, what is the opportunity that would provide that learning for me? And the same thing happens when you're running your own company because sometimes, especially in this digital world we live in, this whole entrepreneurial hustle, and we could talk about that too and how I'm like on the total opposite of hustle lately because I really am about being more than anything, right. but that's my evolution. I'm in my mid-40s and I have done a lot <laughs> in my career, but it's not about that as much anymore. The point being is that when you answer those questions for yourself, you're starting to set your your intentional path for where you want to grow into um, in your career life. And career life is defined by the the things you want to be known for in this world. So there's a package of skill sets you can learn over time that allow you to have that impact and that earnings or whatever that potential is. But it could show up in so many different modalities these days. It's really asking
1: yourself the questions to set yourself on that path. So I love that you do this on your birthday. Cause I also like when people are saying their new year's resolutions or goals for the new year, I, um, I'm always very honest. I'm like, I kind of do it on the first, like I, like around December, you know, I, I do a reflections thing. I love yours. We'll have to make sure, um, we make, if you're listening, when you're listening to this, go check out Corrine. She's got this reflections journey that I love and I do it every month. It's really fun, but I like mm-hmm. to reflect in December. I, I do, I try to get all my work done. So the December is kind of like, what, what are we doing next year? Like how, what, what fit, what do we like? And then I use, cause my birthday is in January. So it's at the end. And I use the first few weeks to kind of try on things. I'm like, do I like this? do I like this? How's this working out? And then on my birthday, I'm like, okay, so what are we really doing this year? Like, what are we wanting to do? But these questions, you know, you mentioned that you had, um, you did this even early on and like, it really helped propel you to have an aggressive growth in your career at a young age. And I just wonder, like, was this something that you like learned from your parents? Like, where did you pick this up? Like, where did you go? Hey, let me check in and not just like sit in this job. Like, was there just like a, it was it inside of you?
0: So I would say what drove me from a young age was I knew that if I could not figure out like my own financial wellness, then I couldn't create the life that I wanted. And at that time, I had a very traditional type of upbringing. It's like, you know, went to was fortunate to go to private schools and then got well, had college paid for even more fortunate. And but I was also told that as soon as I graduated from college, I was on my own. And so from throughout all of college, I always worked. I was like build up experience because uh, when you come from a truly financial p- privilege background that I had growing up in in the area, I did where pretty much anything I wanted or asked for, I could have had. I was not that way. I always like to earn it um, to have more value in the things that I receive. That is probably more innate than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, when I when I, I took my, my parents seriously, when they were like, look, graduate college, that's all we're paying for, you're on your own kind of thing. I was like, well, shit, I gotta go figure that out, right? <laughs> so I, uh, but I was also very much um, uh, a seeker, I think. I have an explorer energy in me. So I took every opportunity as like tools in my toolbox to then go leverage in order to earn. Um the answer is no to the question of did i did i always pause and and like prepare right or pause and, and think about like the next steps what i was more so aligned with was observing behaviors of others the environment i was in and how how my health breakdowns actually demanded that i start to pause and question How best to do this? Because if you can think about this fear of like not having enough financially to have um, food on the table, right, which a lot of people go through. And I definitely, even coming from like the affluential background I came from, that's how I felt when I was first starting my career that I was on my own and I had to make it for myself. Um, I made some really bad choices that were quite unhealthy. And it took me to a point where, yes, my career was kind of climbing, but my health was declining. And yeah. that forced me to pause and really become more selective around what I said yes to when it came to my work life and my career life so that I could find more alignment around it all.
1: Yeah. I like that you, you brought up ob, um, being an observer. And I think that that's something a lot of people could probably try to practice a bit. I I think it's, Easy to just like look and then assume and make judgments. And the I, when you when you mentioned uh, you observe people at work and you observe them in their life, it immediately made me go. Of course, this is why you ask questions. Because when you're observing, all you can is ask questions. Well, I wonder why they did that. Well, I wonder what wonder how that's going to work out. Like that's what observing is, and it's it's um, something that I've been challenging myself to do more of. In the last, like, I think it's been about four years. I had one of my mentors was talking about um, a person who said, well, I, um, she said to our, our mutual mentor, she's like, well, I'm, don't be disappointed, but blah, blah, blah. And the mentor said, how can I be disappointed? I'm just an observer in your life. And I was right. like, huh, what does that mean? How do you, how does one be an observer of life? And like, <laughs> and it was, it was a fascinating, um, exploration for myself. I'm like, how often am I observing? And like, what does that look like? And, mm-hmm. um, it does change the way you see things. And then the questions just come out of you because your brain, is always looking for answers. Um, I want to talk a bit about you being a time bender. I've heard you mention this on your podcast, and um, I uh, this intrigued me because I'm like I love creating time. Like I in the book The Big Leap, he talks about like um Einstein time and um Newton time, and like you can actually like create time when you're in the flow. Yeah. So can you talk about how you became? How does one become a time bender? How, how did I get typed as a
0: time bender? Well, time bender is the actual term used when uh, if you do the human design. Um, assessment that I'm a manifesting generator and we are typed as time benders like it is this ability to visualize the future what that manifesting energy is like you're always kind of forward thinking or when you're in uh, when I'm in creation like solution mode it's always 10 steps ahead Um, and then my mind just goes there and in essence that's time bending because I can put myself in that future state and then bring it into the now. Um, that's how I define it. That's the manifesting side. And then the generator bends time because it's all about the doing and the, the efficiency around process. So if you could imagine, you could speed up time as a generator, time bending energy, because not only have you seen already where you're going, but now you can help get it there faster due to efficiency. So I didn't really... Understand that part of me, or articulate it that well about myself until I did the human design assessment, but I freaking loved it i 'm like of course i 'm a time bender like it has <laughs> never been <laughs> it has never been explained to me that way, but I so see it now um, even clearer, having that terminology because like it, like we started talking about your sessions and time with me, the reason why uh, we connect so well is because I'm an amazing listener. But as I'm listening, I'm actually visualizing on your behalf when you t- when you're telling me, because I'm asking specific questions on like where you're trying to go. The reason why I'm a strong strategist and help businesses grow and scale is that I visualize where you're headed and then know what to ask to help you bend your own time to get there. Like I love helping people save time and money achieving what they want. Um, but I didn't know that that was actually part of my, like my birth energy because that's how far back, you know, these, the human design goes,
1: it's based on, I'm going to, I got to do this because I'm, I'm I'm a nerd about that. And I, it's like when you, when I did strength finders 2.0 and I'm like, Oh, well, yes, of course, (laughs) of course, and positivity, significance and woo, like, duh (laughs) (laughs) but like, you don't really, you don't like, it's like, you almost need, Someone to point that out to you because it's that whole thing. Like you can't see what's on the label when you're on the inside of the bottle, right? So
0: yeah, it gives you good like language and relatability and understanding. I love different tools like that. So this one has just been the most recent one that I've done, and and I work with my coach mentor, um, making sure that I stay in that stance. Because what has happened is that I've been more of a generator. For most, I have a feeling too that you have Brad do it because I think he's a manifesting generator. Also, um, is is that I've been too much in my generator side and not enough in my manifesting like visualization for myself. I do it so easily for others, but when it comes right. to me, it's something that I haven't given enough time to. And so it's been really fun this year because that's the focus I've had is to sit in that visualization a little longer before the doing.
1: So that's I I do think Brad is because I'll come up with I want to see what I am just to see how it works because oh, I'll come both. up with a night. I did Jeff's too yeah both yeah <laughs> gotta do it for sure yeah. because I I come with the ideas and he like he lights up and all and it's like it, I can see it happening in his mind and then he's like okay this is how it, <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like those yeah. old computers yeah. are like printing out this is how we're gonna do it and I'm like perfect <laughs> thank you so much <laughs> um <laughs> that's wonderful but um. that you brought up like that. It's, you were sitting in the generator side too much. And I think, you know, we all have unique strengths and I think it's easy for us to sit into one or another. And, um, it's like any other muscle then, even though that is something that's innate to you and it's part of you, it doesn't mean that it's as strong. If you don't use it, if we just all sat here all day long, our legs would not be strong. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So what are, what are some things that you are doing to sit more in your manifesting side, your visualization side? So what's great is that
0: um, my my coach mentor that I work with now gave me a a format like a a format where it's like you sit in visualization for longer and then you energize that vision and then and then you enlist for help or start visualizing like who do you need in it and then you start to enlist the help and then you start doing like. It, she gave me, she had to give me a, a generators need a formula, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, I need steps so that I know that because I, I was leaping, I was going from visual to doing visual to doing. And, and I will tell you that it resulted in a lot of half baked situations, because I wasn't sitting in the true essence of visualizing it, standing in it, like in my meditations, I now like, I sit in it, um, uh, and it's so much easier to just play in visualization for longer until I truly feel it. Like now's the time to act in it. That has been the game changer, uh, in that regard for this awareness, especially for this new business I want to launch. It requires sitting more in visualization and really while I'm sitting in it, assessing where I'm resistant. Because previously, I wouldn't listen to the resistance in me and I would just go do. And then that created its own ripple effect of pain and suffering, I would say, you know, like where you yeah. say yes to the wrong services or you say yes to the wrong employee or you say yes to that, you know, like because I didn't sit enough to visualize it, it turned into that type of response.
1: And so that's been really great to, to lean into more now. I can understand that a lot because I'm a little bit impatient, a lot impatient. So like, I'm like, oh, we got it. Let's just go. And it's, um. And I too had health issues early on. I think I probably would have a hustler longer if my health hadn't been like, you got to stop because we are not keeping up. And, um, (laughs) and it's, it's really funny, like how your body will start screaming at you if you just don't listen to it. And so, um, I too, am like, I think there was a, there's a time for a hustle and then you got to like, you got to know when to put the brake on and like get into the groove. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like taking the sights, take the scenic route. Um, and so, I, I, for many years was not listening to the resistance. And even now I can find myself like going, you should be doing this. Like you should listen to what's happening right now. And there's that, that's a push pull inside, but it's like, no, but I really like, that's just, it's going to be fine. it's like, every time I look back, I'm like, you know, that one point you could have paused. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Well, so, so here's the measure for that, that that I like to say is like the hustle shouldn't turn into a hassle. So it's like, Mm. if you're hassling to get it done, you're not hustling like a hustle is is the fact that you have found something that you are so brilliant at that when you snap your fingers and want to put it out there it is so aligned like try and focus on an aligned hustle because i'm hustling all the time but that's me standing in my my hustle is real like it, it is something that is innate to me now because i know myself so well and and it's tiresome to see people calling hassle their hustle when you know it's broken on the other end, whether it's breaking on the inside because the health management has gone to shit for whatever it is you're trying to attract business-wise or career-wise, and then there's the the also the hassle that shows up when the clients aren't responding a certain way is because you're not standing in like the aligned energy to truly share what your hustle is. Hustle doesn't have to be negative, but I've I've been seeing so many negative responses like of how it's
1: showing up in the world because people are hassling, not hustling. That is my favorite. You need to make a shirt or I'm gonna make a shirt and put your name on it. Cause like that is exactly, that's exactly it. It's, it's, there's a difference in a hustle and a hassle. Oh, okay. Um, one more question, uh, because I mean, you're just a genius and there's just so many things we, we could talk forever. I I, you will get you want. so many, <laughs> we'll get so many tips. Go ahead and listen to her podcast because you're there's gems every week. But, um, <laughs> you, um, are one of the few people I know who has a morning routine that's longer than mine. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and, um, also one of the people who like kind of gave me permission because I had this long routine, but I was like trying to shove it into the time. Ty- like I was really stressing was like, how yourself, get this- right? Yeah. yeah, and it was like my morning routine was stressful. And then no. I don't know. One day, I don't know what I heard you talk about, but you talked about your morning routine, and I was like, "Oh, why don't I just start my day later, and then I have all the time?" So, <laughs> which sounds so obvious, yeah. but you have to hear it, everyone. It's yeah, okay. You do. So, can you can you talk about how you started this morning routine and like how it's grown and and kind of how you decide to add in things? Well what I realized that
0: is that if I don't recharge myself and get connected to myself first thing of the day that I'm disconnected for everything I'm doing all day long. So that was one thing was just like knowing that I had to do take care of me first thing in the morning. Um the second thing was if I am rushed, like if I have the stress of rushing, I get this amazing pit in my stomach and anxiety forms and my cortisol levels go off the chains. So I had to give myself enough time to gracefully move through my routine to fuel myself. So um, I would say that it wasn't until maybe... And I do this whenever I travel too, but I think I've been in this routine now for almost, gosh, has it been like almost four years? Like I I'm I, last year was such a time warp that I'm but let's just I know. say it's it's <laughs> like four for and even through last year I continued. Like it's this this has become so much a part of me. Um I don't know how I won't turn it off. I can't. It's a part of me. But the routine itself is very simple in that it starts the night before, um, where uh, in the evening, I put my phone on airplane mode. Uh, I play my favorite sleep meditation music with a timer on for 33 minutes. It used to be 24, but for now, re- late lately, it's been 33. I don't know why, but th- this is what comes to me. And then it automatically goes off at that 33 mark, and I'm in my sleep. And I I like to sleep for a good at least seven and a half eight hours in order to feel rested. Then I do not start my interaction with other people, um, including my husband sometimes. <laughs> sometimes he'll give me a good morning, but he knows that my t- my morning time is my space until uh, no meetings, basically, with for work related or external until eleven a m. There are exceptions, of course, if I'm on client sites, et cetera. This whole routine just starts earlier. But I wake up around like 7, 7.30 generally. And then I go into my, um, I take my supplements in the morning and then I um, change and I start my meditation routine and then I move into my movement routine. Uh, sometimes during that, I'm either doing, a. Uh, sorry, in between, I'll do a journaling, like my gratitude and forgiveness is very key on a daily practice, I think, to recharge you as well. And then I do my movement routine, get ready for the day, have my protein shake, and then my meetings can start. So I really try to block my time in the morning until 11
1: a.m. It's just for me. And that's the way I gift myself. Thank you for getting granular there. Because I think it's, um, I think it's, people can learn more from that. Like you hear that and you're like, oh, Oh, I could have, you can put, oh, I should put that order. Or may try that out. Like you can try things on for size and whatever, like piqued your interest. Like, ooh, she has a forgiveness journal. Like try it out. I think that's so fun. Um, Yeah, I'm a big, I'm a big believer. I actually, after we're done with this, I'm going to have to take you and show you. I got this new lamp that, per, that does the sunset. Yeah. And then sunset it does lamp. A, nice. the sunset. And then it does a sunrise. Ugh. And oh my gosh, I have not hit snooze. Not one time since I've had this, and it is excellent because it. I would just wake up and I'm like, "Well, hello, good morning." Like, yeah. and I am the person who's like writing in her morning pages. I hate the morning. Why am I up? <laughs> what day is it? And then by the end of my morning pages, I'm like, "Okay, let's go." But like,
0: yeah, yeah. Not how i I'll open tell you eyes. though, I don't even set an alarm anymore, Leslie. Like, I allow my body to wake up when it needs to, and it's it's always at the right time. Because yeah, that's just how my body needs to respond today. Like it's really only when I'm traveling, which hasn't been for a year. But when I know my body's going to need to get reconditioned, um, post-pandemic, <laughs> trying to travel again, different time zones and like be be available to others and other times. But I still do this routine like everywhere I go. This is my routine because I know that if I don't take care of me first, I cannot serve all day long. Um, which is what my business and, and just my general nature is.
1: Yeah. No, I'm a big believer. I I always tell, you know, my members on OPC, I'm like, if you don't give a hundred percent to yourself first, you cannot give to others. Like there just no. isn't like that doesn't happen. Yep. That's not how it works. Um, okay. We're going to be back. And um, in a quick second with um, one more awesome answer from you. So everyone stay tuned. I know how much you're enjoying this show. Me too. If you're looking to make more time for you and have more energy, get my free 30 minutes Pilates class at onlinepilatesclasses.com slash Pod. If you're new here or haven't done this yet, this is a great way to start making yourself a priority. So head over to onlinepilatesclasses.com slash B-E-I-T-P-O-D. Now back to the show. All right, so Kareen, where can everyone find you? Because now they're falling in love with you and they're gonna <laughs> wanna have way... <laughs> We more contact with you. So what's the best place to find you on?
0: Um, so if you want to connect with me and like DM me, I'm I'm on Insta. So it's at Karine, the letter Z Walsh. And then um, if you want uh the retrospective exercise that Leslie talked about earlier uh is on my website. So that's KareenWalsh.com slash links, and you can find other workbooks I have there and other ways we can engage and access
1: to my podcast there as well. You you're amazing. Everyone, go check that out. We'll put it in the notes so it's easy to click. But I promise, I've used many of your resources, and it is it's why I have this house here in Vegas. Like we didn't even get into that, y'all. But like, (laughs) literally, this is the woman that in the beginning of the pandemic, Brad and I like rewrote our vision for the year, and then not two months later, where we live like moving, which is it was beautiful. Definitely get that. So um, okay, so I um I really want to make sure that. Every time I do this, every listener gets some actionable steps because it's yeah. really inspiring. There's so many great takeaways. I mean, you gave so many great questions. But um, I think it's really important that people who resonate with what you said get some tips on how they can be it. And I think that being it is anything that's bold or executable or intrinsic or targeted. So what um, what would you suggest they could do? So to be it, to like... And where I would add
0: is yourself like it's being it is truly showing up in your truest version of yourself and so the biggest tip is to if you haven't paused for a while is to take a pause and really um and use my retrospective exercise but just give yourself moment to ask yourself exactly where you are right now what's working for you what's not working for you and figure out what you really want to be doing and come up with a plan that aligns who you truly are against it all because it'll always be out there. Whatever it is you want to achieve or bring into your world is out there for you to have. You just need to pause to see it sometimes and evaluate the direction you need to go in in order to step into it and, and really make it happen for you right now.
1: Oh, I love that. Thank you so much. I love you so much, Brad and I do just think of you and Jeff and Kai all the time. And we're so <laughs> grateful that our paths crossed and we had the year that we had because there was so many things that came out of it um, because of you. And so thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing all of your wisdom and everyone until next time, make sure that you be it till you see it.